Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hi, this is Laurel, and welcome back to Laurel's Real Money Talks, a podcast about how to make some money, how to keep it, how to invest it, and why use a team, you know, in this world of money and uh, now you know, new asset classes from cryptocurrencies, cannabis, CBD, what I call, you know, the real controversial, but they're really not. They're normal. Cannabis has been around since the 1800s. Anyway, we love controversy. We love the conversation. And uh, we have a big controversial one today we're going to talk about. And it's going to make a lot of people money from a make money standpoint and uh, how it's going to be held in trust and how it's going to become an investment for those who think and uh, love and get it. So with me, I have uh, Karen Avedon with me. She is a client, a friend, and uh, has pretty insightful, I'm going to say, messaging about what's coming and actually what's been here for a very long time and how you can monetize it. So Karen, welcome to Laurel's Real Money Talk. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Pleasure to be here. So tell us a little bit about your background. Just, you know, you came from a very wealthy family, kind of the high level. How did you arrive now with this knowledge you're about to share? I was able to manage my own time since I graduated high school, that whatever I developed an interest in, I usually pursued professionally. It was kind of like a new world, old world way of educating myself. So my father used to say, I'm a jack of all trade and master of none until I started doing my photography and selling this Ethereum gold, Ormus. But I've uh, been a fit model in the fashion world. I've worked with Fred Heyman at Giorgio at a time that he was being purchased by Avon. I have multiple industrial experience based on my desire to learn. And after having been an international wine consultant, I became allergic to my career (laughs) and found a water that was cutting edge with what it was infused with was an ancient alchemy of Ethereum gold. And now I make that alchemy along with doing my photography. So the alchemy, well, that is... Yeah, I'm going to go there in just a second. So the, the part you rarely share is uh, your father sold one of the largest plastics company to the Rockefeller family, correct? No, no actually, the Rockefeller sort of forced the sale and who we ended up selling the plastics corporation to was Lenox China. Yeah. So just so you know, there's some like a lot of lineage and, you know, Karen, one of the things I think is going to be fun on the money side, because we're going to explore this, I'm going to call this the healing side of our conversation, the health side of our conversation. But on the wealth side, for those of you that love the podcast, you know, stay tuned because we're going to be exploring Creature from Jekyll Island and how the the history of the finance world has been set up. And I would say today is a little bit of that history of how some, you know, healing modalities have been around for a very, very, very long time and, you know, just kind of tucked away. So first of all, I'm going to talk about Ethereum gold. So talk about, which is Ormus, you know, talk about what it is, just give it a definition. Okay. And then I'm just going to keep asking you questions through it. So first, what is it? And give it a definition. Is it a mineral? Is it a compound? What is it? It is a mineral and it is a compound. It's a compound mineral. And it is kind of like how you fertilize land in order to remain fertile. Ormus does to all living things. Ormus is almost the basic ingredient 
of what alchemy is. And alchemy, it conjures up mystical images, but alchemy as a word and a, the definition of it is really alchemy precedes what we know as modern chemistry. So ancient healers, people who were considered physicians in ancient times were also alchemists. And that the alchemy is the science of combining ingredients in order to create, quote unquote, mystical or magical healing and regeneration. So can anyone create Ormus? Do you have to mine it? Do you get it out of mines? I know there are mines that it comes from. So where does it come from? How does it get created? It comes from light. Like wine comes from grapes and the vine. Ormus comes when there are certain astronomical things occurring in the universe, and it comes from light activity. So that's what makes it mysterious and religious and scientific rolled up into one ball. I mean, we're living in the 21st century, and there are still debates about what light is, whether it has a soul or not. I mean, Russia is firmly convinced that although light is all-powerful, that it does not have a soul. Whereas in Judaism, they say that light has a soul. So Ormus comes from light, and it has both healing properties to our physical body, while it also has very expanding and grounding evolutionary impact on our biomagnetic, bioelectric bodies that are in our aura. It's, that's what the mystery is. That is what the fascination yeah. is. And that right. is what the people... Curi- I'm going to say the curiosity of it all, right? And I'm going to also but, just bring it, you know, because this is a money show, right? People don't know, man, we're getting way out there. I'm also going to say it's why people are scared to death of it. It's sort of like the uneducated with cannabis, you know? It's a drug. Well, yes. no, it's got 500 healing properties. And it's probably the most significant plant that is grown. And from what I'm understanding, you put Ormus on cannabis and it will quantum grow the the healing properties of it. Correct? Yes. Yes. Correct. So now let's go back. So that's where it comes from. How does it heal? So you mentioned it's in the healing body. So let's just speak to Ormus to the body. And one of the things you said as we were preparing for this show, which I thought was extraordinary, because I think, you know, for people that are listening, you know, health and wealth, you know, are both my backgrounds. And I think it's interesting when people say they're detoxing and it's sort of this comfortable process. Because I've done Indian sweat lodges. I've done all sorts of interesting detoxes and healing things. And to what you said earlier is, so I want to talk about the uses of Ormus, but then what happens really to a body during healing, especially if it's a super Mm -hmm. toxic body? Uh, Because I don't think people realize that it's not as extraordinary and fun and glamorous that, you know, the TV and Hollywood spa show detoxing to be. (laughs) You have to have the patience to let the impurity and what's making you toxic, emerge to the surface and be pulled. Ormus works as a superconductor like old-fashioned grandma's pulses or salve. It will pull the poisons up to the surface and then form scabs or peel or turn red until it clears. And when that clears, you know you've pulled something. But to walk around with a red face or scab, it, it's scary because this is old, ancient. Even then, it was for just a very few who could handle the clearing, the healing. Normally in Western medicine, 
the medicine addresses the symptom instead of the actual toxic disease. And it mutes the system so that you clear immediately before you actually pull the toxicity from your system. This is medicine and it's being studied. And we need it because there's so many impurities. Even the best of us who go around trying to eat all the healthy, organic, keto things will be consuming poisons into our system that are being used in agriculture and, and livestock production. Yeah. So Ormus is powerful enough to pull those. If used intentionally in the right way, it's an amazingly powerful medicine. How can you consume it? I mean, I know you've given me some like liquid drop forms, some yep. creams. So if you think about a product line, because that's what we're looking at with some docs and some other, you know, high mm-hmm. scientific formulators, what will it look like when people consume it? And we get it labeled up and like they'll eat it, drink it, pills, it'll look, it'll look like a cosmetic line and it'll look like ingredients to use in your kitchen. It'll look like a product line of household cleaning products. It'll look like things to be used from the dentist's office, from the veterinarian's office, from the uh, dermatologist's office. It'll show up both in retail and in uh, industry, multiple industries. That's how it'll look. So that, and I want to add another thing that you talk a lot about. So what does the, I don't even sometimes say it right. Morionite. Morionite. So what does that do? Is it additive? Is it something different? What does it do to the armus? In my opinion, Morionite is officially a mineral that is about like two, three, depending on the Morionite, four levels purer than bentonite. A lot of people know how to use bentonite clay. They can use it topically. I've used it to detox. It's an internal. Exactly. In Morionite, bentonite is considered a contamination. Wow. How is it used? It's used as a facial mask. It was discovered in France. I don't know. I'll have to look up around what time period. But there's a place in France it's known as Montmore. And that's why Montmorionite got its name. There was a green mine, green Montmorionite from France. And it became world famous in the French spas for the green masks and body clays that they would use. And they completely depleted their mine. So now the only Montmorionite known of on the planet at this point is white and pink. White Montmorionite is used to, and it's very inexpensive. You could buy it at a pet store right now to keep your fish tanks water clean. It clears water. It raises the vibration of water and it makes a a fish in a tank happier. It's also used as any way that you can use bentonite. You can drink it. You can use it as a, an old-fashioned poultice if you get a cut, a burn, a rash, inflammation. Any area where you feel that you are compromised as a human being, you can apply it to. And I always say that I tried it on my hair and I would never do that again. It's drying. It's detoxifying. And it works better than bactine and hydrogen peroxide. Or similarly. Morionite is the only 100% organic, 100% natural healing thing. Bactine is not. Hydrogen peroxide is not. Isopropyl alcohol is not. This is organic. And it does have a profound effect on the physical body. But it also has a profound effect 
on your biomagnetic electrofield. And that is a very popular area in medicine today and a discussion that is worldwide right now, the zero-point gravity biomagnetic electrofield therapy. That's woo-woo, but it's being grounded. And this is an element that actually harmonizes with far-infrared energy that is likened to the studies of Nikolai Tesla that's coming into that's arrived at the mainstream of people realizing that there were choices that were made at the time of the onset of technology in the industrial age. How we incorporated electromagnetic products have been, you know, monopolized by the utilities, and it's not even the highest manner in which to implement transforming the electromagnetism that's in the universe for our benefit. But don't you think that there's very little, I'm going to say all the electromagnetic fields and all of that conversation is being couched under the let's go, you know, green and use it for energy and simplifying its uses when we know that it's being used strategically in, you know, in a far greater format. Would that be fair to say? Yes. Maybe I happen to dwell in the areas where the cutting-edge conversation is flourishing, that I'm not aware of the places that people are not becoming aware of this. I don't seem to enter into where people aren't at the cutting edge of what's being brought back from ancient times that's been purposely hidden or what we're discovering now for the first time, how to implement it in the mainstream. You may think that a lot of people would feel very confronted or not really know how to understand this. And I'm living in a world where people are understanding it because bottom line is they're understanding they need it in a world where 5G is pretty woo-woo to me. You know, the static electricity that we're walking around with, with the technologies that we have at our fingertips, through the use of Ormus and Morionite-infused Ormus, we're actually capable of calming down our electromagnetic body that surrounds our human body, and it checks us from static, anxiety-provoking electricity that we're interacting with 24-7. Yeah. It's an inner PEMF system that will start emanating from you cellularly rather than you having to hold a device or wear a necklace or there's a lot of anxiety in this technological age where we're living in and it is beneficial and I trust it because it's not just beneficial for humans it's beneficial for animals it's beneficial for plants it's beneficial to the space itself I mean you can have some of this It's like an electromagnetic harmonizing device that you can actually digest and apply topically or just have in your environment, and it will benefit the environment. No, I get it. I think uh, I'm excited because we're going to be the ones bringing it to market. So talk about dosing. You know, I was uh, in a big marijuana you know, conference and conversation, and, you know, we were saying, you know, the person who could actually... And there's a lot of microdosing. There's all sorts, you know, ideas and I'm going to say prescriptions and diagnostics, I'd say, but it's still not really there yet, right? So nope. how how do you see that conversation around Ormus and what will be coming forward and how to dose? Does your body know when it's enough, similar to cannabis, when, you know, if you start microdosing, is that the easy way to, to begin? How, how do you think and talk about that? 
Yeah, microdosing is a good way to begin. Some people who really have a feel for it, sometimes they apply it just before they meditate. They put it on their third eye. They drink it in the water. It's kind of like they consume it sacramentally in the manner in which wine is supposed to be consumed sacramentally. That's an ancient way. Not 15 courses and 15 wines in an evening four times a month. That's alcoholism and gluttony. So the... Awesome. I, I used to say, you know, sometimes I thought that saying that you were a wine collector was a very sophisticated way of masking that you were alcoholic. And and you do have to be careful. You know, you have to be careful. And so that's why I've been so careful and approaching you because I feel that you will be able to help me and help the world receive it properly because your experience and what you're going through with the marijuana and the CBD, what you're coming up against, all the health stuff that you've seen coming at you that's cutting edge or or just coming to market, yep. you're in the right position. And what's been found in the studies that are being conducted at Texas University of the Morionite itself is that the solution that they're using is 50 to 1. And I'm past my pay grade here when it comes to scientific formulations. Some people feel it with one drop and other people have to use it for a little while and in multiple different ways, whether they're putting it under their tongue, whether they're, it's recommended to gargle and brush your teeth with it. I use it as face wash and facial toner. I use it as a face mask. I use it as a bath salt. I use it as an ingredient. I made it in my uh, drunken truffled shrimp broth, wild shrimp and broth last night, you know, and people loved it. And, you know, it's very, very not overly generously used. It is like a sprinkle of a spice in an ingredient that you don't want it to overtake the dish. And then people do have to trust their instincts. And there are all kinds of ailments, both physical and, and psychological, that people are using this to address. The psychological medication that we have in the mainstream is really energy suppressive. And this does not suppress your physical or psychological energy. Some people think you don't really know what it is and you've got that curiosity. They wonder whether it makes you feel intoxicated. It does not make you feel intoxicated. It does make you feel super conscious. Well, and I would say aware and relaxed. Not like a marijuana where you feel woozy or feel like you're high. Like there's none of that kind of effect to it. So That's correct. I'm going to end. So you said something I didn't even know before as we talked about this. So where in Texas is it being studied and what is the okay. Texas University? Is it right? Okay. Is it university? Who is it? Okay. I'll explain. I have been working with Ormus and the Ethereum water for about seven years after being a wine consultant for about 10 years. And then I found the miner who I introduced you to in January, who owns the mine just outside of Area 51, that is probably the highest quality Morionite mine on the planet. And why it is, is because it has a river running underneath it and a layer of crystallized volcanic ash over it. And the properties of this particular pink Morionite that I gave you and told you to bathe in and drink it's actually a crystal clay. It is a fourth stage of water. It is a living thing. I don't even know if they've determined how old it is. But what I feel that it is, is Ormus 
in a fossilized form and 100% organic. And it is not just a mineral, it's a crystal. So they're studying it at Texas University, and on every level, it's passing that it's beneficial for the dental industry, the farming, agricultural industry, the cosmetic industry. It goes on and on. And Dan has paid over a quarter of a million dollars to conduct these studies. And I would not have come to you so confidently. We are at the right time in the right place because what happened, I think back in around 2012, actually around 2010, a lot of the Hindus who the Maha Hindu yogis that have been hoarding the recipe for ornaments and not wanting to release it, they tried to cross over into the United States to try to figure out how to charge for their (laughs) knowledge. And it, it didn't work out too well because I believe that in the United States, everyone must become their own guru. They're, an ancient Indian Hindu is not going to get the masses to follow them for drops of ormus under the tongue. Or Everyone has to find out what's right for them. And that is the beauty of the United States and living free and finding your way and making your success. You have to refer to yourself. The I'm or- just going to say that you got to refer to yourself, but you know, I heard it, uh, brilliantly on a, I'm going to say another just amazing master mentor is when you are finding yourself from a very low consciousness. It's a long walk to the conversation we just had. <laughs> right? Absolutely. It's, it's certainly a long is. walk. And unfortunately, the uh, low unconscious morale is, is mm-hmm. not going to even hear or accept it. But unfortunately, that's what's accepted into you know, this conversation. Listen, Karen, we are at the, like, I shouldn't even say the top of the hour, the bottom of the hour, we got to roll. Do we want to just leave it with this? And then when uh, they're ready to uh, have some samples that folks can go get at a website and all of that, what's the message you'd like to leave with our listeners for now? Because we're not going to, we're just putting a period on this conversation. It is just Yes, I think I know exactly what to say. If your grandmother forced a spoonful of cod liver oil down your throat, and, you know, told you it was good for you and it was just absolutely awful and you wouldn't want to take it. This is so much better than that. It's palatable. It feels good. You can trust it and learn to work with it so that it does address where you need support in order to solidify your wellness, your well-being. When you approach it that way and know that it was preciously used really for only the uber, uber wealthy in ancient times because of the fact that it has multiple benefits to the whole body. It's a gift. It's an opportunity. And to approach it as an interesting opportunity and a time to learn about something that we were not given while we were being vaccined in elementary school. It's just something to consider seriously and to enjoy. And if you approach it that way, it's not so hard to understand. And it's healing. The market is perfect uh, for us to bring it. It is perfect for us to bring it. So uh, stay tuned for more. This is just the beginning of uh, a long standing conversation. In fact, uh, watching uh, this come to market and how it's going to, you know, I don't think the controversy around this is going to be as strong because it's not like marijuana is a schedule one drug and the right. farmers are going to be in their weird way about it. But I think when it does come to market, the way that we're going to bring it to market, 
we'll, we'll see what the farmers do. But uh, that's all yet to be seen. So those of you that are excited about it, you know, put a little uh, star in a uh, forward on this one and send it out to those that understand quantum physics, that understand metaphysics. And we're going to continue this conversation. We had a graph we didn't even get into today around how this has been a living, breathing part of the uh, universe. And uh, we'll, we're just going to be back with more, right, Karen? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for the beginning of our conversation. Those of you listening, again, we'll be back uh, on the World's World Money Talks and uh, just talking about some of the amazing different things coming to market. And I'm going to go another direction coming soon. You're going to hear from some of the financial world leaders and what they're doing that is moving into uh, other alternative spaces, maybe even Broadway theater and the movie industry. So lots is changing in the economy and in the the world digital currency is changing a lot of it, so stay tuned for more on the Lowe's Money Talk. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.